Hi, everyone. Welcome to Hi, I Think You're Nice. I'm your host, Sarah Hanshar, and this is a podcast where I talk to a nice person about nice things for about an hour. And there we go. And today, I have my very first guest, my very special guest and my very good friend, Kevin O'Malley. Hi, everybody. I'm the first nice person. <laughs> he is the first nice person. Thanks for having me, Sarah. Thank you for coming over. Um, I should mention Kevin's been here for about an hour already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we've, we've been sorting things out. We don't know how sound equipment works 100%, um, but Kevin very uh, brilliantly noticed that one of the microphones wasn't on. And that was part of the problem with the sounds mm-hmm. we were having. Mm-hmm. I should mention, Kevin's a doctor. I am. Yeah. I'm a doctor of chemistry. <gasps> Neat. Yeah. Now, I uh, um, also, my, my studio, otherwise known as a room downstairs in the basement right next to the laundry room, um, really smells a lot like bleach because I did some laundry. How much bleach can a person be around before <laughs> it's a problem? Is this my first chemistry question? No, I just realized I might as well ask you that question since I very rarely have a bleach, a knowledgeable chemist person. Um, this is going to disappoint you. I don't know what the what the uh, LD fifty is for for sodium hypochlorite, which is what bleach is. Okay. Um, don't drink it. Okay. Noted. Uh, don't mix it with ammonia. Okay. Because that makes chloramine gas. Oh. And it'll kill you. Oh, no. Yeah. So I won't do that. Don't do that. Okay. But I, I'm guessing that the the laundry, like the socks that I had soaking and stuff, they won't oh, kill yeah. us with so, the fumes. I know, I know there are some people that have sensitivities uh-huh. to cleaning agents. Oh, yes. Um, and bleach is, is, you know, that's no exception. Um. Is this how you wanted your podcast to go? Well, did I you, just... Did you want to talk about ble- <laughs> bleach for five minutes? Yes, I, I do. Well, my main concern, I just wanted to make sure, like, yay, my maiden you're, voyage you're okay. of the podcast, we don't, like, expire and we record our expiration. Totally fine. Oh, man. I said this was going to be a nice podcast, and I'm already talking about death. I can't. Let's, let's just move on from that. I what? can't even smell it. You can't? I can't smell bleach. Okay. No. Then and I have a pretty sensitive nose. You so. have a very sensitive sniffer? Yeah. Um, cool. I'm glad. Actually, I have a friend who I also hope will be on the show. She has a certified sniffer. Oh, is she a a, a, a sommelier? No, she's, um, I don't know what my friend Jess does for the, she works for she the. She sniffs stuff. She sniffs stuff for like, for like mold and for this and that. Like, but she has a certified oh. sniffer where her nose, she has to sniff things. Anyway, we're talking about a person who I don't know what... <laughs> yeah, talk about me. I'm right here. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yep, this is going perfectly. This going, it's going the way it should be going. Right? Okay. Everything, yeah, it's all as it's, well. It's going the way that I hoped it would. Everybody that... listening, Sarah wrote down questions <laughs> for me, <laughs> which I just saw her reach over to. <laughs> yep. I wrote down four things I tried to remember to use to set up the sound equipment appropriately. And then I wrote down, not even questions, but just some words. Topics. Yeah. Uh, because Kevin likes to camp. Oh, I love it. 
and he's very good at it, and he's a clever fella. Um, and I just thought Thanks. camping is nice, and yeah. and we can talk about how nice that is and why we like it. Yeah, camping camping is actually something that I didn't really get into until I moved out here, because I'm originally from Connecticut, and uh, I grew up on the shore in Connecticut, and I didn't do a whole lot of camping. There's a shore in Connecticut. Yeah, I really am ex- accessing my my uh, map good. in my brain. It's Long Island Sound. Oh! I was thinking, I'm just imagining you running with horses. That's what I was picturing. I did not run with horses in Connecticut. You um, ran in the dunes? Uh, no, I... I it was, the, the beaches are rocky oh. out there. Um, then so forget I, it! So I very carefully moved around rocks. <laughs> Instead of running through dunes. But I, so all of my family is from Washington State in Oregon. And I've been coming out here and visiting them since I was little. And I used to come out here and spend some time just like alone with my grandparents. And we would go RVing. And that was sort of my first exposure to camping. And I would go home and nobody really liked to do kind of outdoorsy stuff. Yeah. Um, so I just didn't have, yeah, I didn't have friends that liked to do that. And then I, I moved out here for grad school and uh, met a bunch of people in my program that were all about camping. And so I started camping pretty much immediately when I moved out here. Haven't looked back since. <laughs> nope. Once once you go out, you never pout. Yep, that's the thing yeah. that people say for sure. That is the title of this episode. <laughs> Are you going to title your episodes? Oh, probably. I should. I was thinking, no, I don't know. I don't know. Um, You know, I'm so used to uh, improv where what you say. We're crushing it. We're crushing it right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. (laughs) But in improv, you say it, it's gone forever. Like Mm -hmm. you can be like, oh, remember that one time when you played that character or whatever. But it's it's essentially gone. It's ephemera, if -hmm. you will. And um, will. Uh, so it's really, I'm feeling a little bit stressed out because I'm like, oh no, this is on a tape. Nope, not a tape. It's on a computer. It's being digitized. It's being digitized and now it's here and it's real and you have to, you know, live with it and sit with it and post it improv. It's like, bye. And you never have to think about it ever again. No. Um, Anyway, but getting back to camping. Back oh, my camping. God. I have to listen to this later. <laughs> I'm going to be so mad because I'm such a mess. Don't, um, don't be mad. Be no, we're, we're talking about camping. Mm-hmm. And, oh, we're not. Well, I probably will name the episode in a moment. And by a moment, I mean later. Um, uh, yes. Uh, so you've, you've never you've never looked back. Um Mm-mm. What is it about camping that makes you what that intrigues you? Um, I like being in natural spaces, mm-hmm. and I like seeing and doing new things. Yeah. And the the first few years that I was camping out here, uh, we went to a different place every single time. And it was just a really great way to see Washington State and the diversity here yeah in in outdoorsy places so like there's water i know okay well we're gonna go do a lake all right and we'll do a river next time and we'll do eastern washington where it's kind of high desert and there are no trees yeah and then, yeah so we've kind of 
that just I just love that. And you can go anywhere for two hours in any direction from Seattle and be in something like totally new. Okay, maybe three hours. I was gonna hold you to it. Yeah, like I was gonna buy <laughs> two, the two hour. hours is not enough. <laughs> no, because uh, it takes three hours to get to Leavenworth. Yeah, uh, and Seattle. that's and that's where the where the desert comes in. That that <laughs> yeah. We went to Leavenworth for um, for folks not from Seattle. Leavenworth is a charming German village, about two uh, two and a half three hours west. Just the village that they east. made German. Oh yeah. Wait, they made it German. Yep. Like an Epcot pavilion? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, you didn't? No. no I thought no. it was like, hey, there happened to be a decent amount of German folks here. Let's lean into it. I know I know the, the kind of like skeleton of the story of Leavenworth. I love skeleton stories. And that's it. So, I mean, let's see. It was a, I think it was a mining town way back when. Okay. And the town was was going under like nobody was coming there their economy was kind of tanking oh no and the they they the people that run the place mm-hmm. got together and said what what could we do to reinvent this town of leavenworth so that people will start coming here and okay it's really it's in a really, really pretty area we'll make it a touristy thing huh and they were like hmm what do we got what do we got oh mountains we have mountains here um, and, and they were like, it kind of looks like the Bavarian Alps. I know. Let's turn this town into a little Bavarian, uh, village. That's how Leavenworth <laughs> was, was reinvented. It was reinvented as the kitschiest kitsch that ever kitched. Yeah. Yeah. I, I And my am... sister and I have a word for it. What's if, that? if something is super like, oh my God, who would buy that and put it on their mantle? Um, it's, it's Leavenworthy. Leavenworthy. Yes. Spread the words, friends. <laughs> Leavenworthy. Yeah. Are you? Leavenworthy. Hashtag Leavenworthy. Hashtag Leavenworthy. I love kitsch. I'm sure I hope to have a kitschy episode one day where maybe we'll just talk about all the tacky things I think are so beautiful. I didn't mean to be disparaging. But, oh, I'm not mad. Okay. No, no, no. I love, um, well, I love, I love most things. Uh, no, there's, there's no, I know that stuff is hideous. Oh no. Cause I've, I've been there and they had these salt and pepper shakers that were teeny tiny, like, like it's half the size of your pinky, like that width, but half the length. And it had little cuckoo clocks on it and it was so tiny. It was utterly useless as a salt and pepper shaker and it didn't work as a cuckoo clock. It was just the littlest working cuckoo clock. No, it was not oh. a working cuckoo clock. If right. it was, then that would have been. I would have been impressed. Really impressed yeah. with the engineering behind that. No, it was just real ugly, and I loved it. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> my, my parents. My parents have been there several times because they they go to uh, or up until recently they were going to these RV rallies. They still go to oh our, my God, RV is it, rallies. Is it sort of like um the Hell's Angels only with our <laughs> people? Only old RV. people with RVs. Is it? Uh, yeah, kind Sweet. of. Um, so they've been to Leavenworth several times and I, I, invariably when I mentioned that I'm going over there for something, they're like, you should check out the Nutcracker Museum. You know me so well, parents. 
That's why I'm going to Leavenworth. You get me. That's why I'm going to drive three hours is to check out the Nutcracker You get me. Yeah. (laughs) So, but it's, it's super, super pretty out there. And I was actually just camping there. Ooh. Recently. Segway. Seg- nicely done. Yeah, Cuz I'm like you. we can start talking about schnitzel and stuff now, which I'm also We could go down a, we could go down a Leavenworthy rabbit hole really fast. Real fast. But yeah, um, let's let's keep it on camping yeah, cuz I wrote a pa- I have five things I've written on a piece of paper. Um well, I I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and say that I I've seen the pictures of you and Patrick camping. Yeah. And you do camping well. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you do. You do camping. You you do uh, like the gourmet food and stuff when you camp. I just I like camping for a, a lot of the same reasons that you like camping. It's mm-hmm. it's beautiful. Um, I enjoy the the stillness, the natural beauty, getting away from screens, getting away from. I say that as I take a thousand pictures of everything, because <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. what I do in the winter time. Uh, because Seattle winters are such a bummer. Oh yeah. Um, I'll like scroll through my phone. I'm like, there was such a thing as summertime. There was such a thing as blue skies and, and just, warms. And it was on the tips of your fingers. I there's picture proof. It's gone. It, and it's gone. So I take a lot of pictures. So I'm like, I'm st- like a like a squirrel and storing up those nuts. Yep. I've I've got my pictures of like sunny days. Um, no, but what I also really like about camping is because you. S- it's like mini, you just have to stay alive. So everything is <laughs> mini survival, mini survival. I mean, uh, there's no real grave danger. You're, you know, there's probably, although my mother would say, you can see. um, she's like, tell me when, when you're due back mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. We you all really smart things to do. Campers, people who, who go camping or yep. think about going camping, make sure, um, you tell someone where you're going. Yeah. Tell someone you're going when you, they should expect you back. Um, but anyway, it's usually nothing. You're never out there too far. It's not too perilous necessarily. Um, but you're like, oh, if I don't build a fire, I won't have heat to heat my food. And so you have to kind of like take time to do things that we take for granted at home. You know, in five seconds, I can warm something up in uh, everything's convenient from washing your hands and blah, 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 which makes sense because you're home and you want to be comfortable (laughs) where you have like a toilet hashtag brag. Um, but when you're camping, you sort of have to, Oh my God, I'm going to punch myself in the face, like deconstruct your life a little bit. And so you get more to like the, the, the bare necessities, if you will. Yeah. Like I have to make a shelter. I have to make a bed. I have to make food. Yeah. There's so I, I, I like, I like camping for, far many more reasons than the like the two that i mentioned those are those are just kind oh, of the for big sure. ones and one of nope, them is that those you, are two you get you two kevin to. that's it well, nope and hey thanks for having me uh, <laughs> thanks for being my first been our guest. show everybody yeah <laughs> once you go out yeah then you pout i'm sorry yeah, but pout. yes <laughs> what are more reasons well so that you, what you what you just touched on and that is um uh self-reliance yes self-reliance and, and it's it's cool because you're like Hey, you know what? I forgot. I forgot this thing this time that would make this task easier. Learning experience. Yeah. Right. And then next time you're like, oh yeah, I, I, if I'm going to this, and you just you build up this kind of knowledge, and and um, depending on where you're going, you figure out the things you need to take with you. Figure out what you don't need, which is extra important if you're backpacking. 
Yes. You you and I uh, tend to do a lot more of the car camping. Yeah. And uh, I had to explain this difference to my dad a couple times. Sure. I don't know if a lot of people know, who don't go camping regularly know the difference necessarily. Yeah. So backpacking, you have a backpack and you have all the stuff that you need for however many days and nights you're going to be spending in the wilderness. So this so is like your tent, your yeah, food. You need your, your 10 essentials at least. And then you carry a lot of food, a lot of water. If you're not going to a place that has a water source, that kind of a thing, but you're, you're walking to where you're camping and the walk is as much a part of the experience as the camp setting up camp. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, there are so many more places that you can backpack to because, well, don't you know most of <laughs> the national forests around these parts aren't paved? What? So you have to walk in there. Ugh. Yeah. You it's mean awful. They're not parking lots? No. No? No. Not in the middle of the gorgeous uh, cascades? But in comparison, car camping is great because you can put like things that you wouldn't bring usually yep. that make those tasks easier. I'm not going to haul in, okay, maybe I will haul in an axe, but I'm not going to take uh, my propane grill, for example, or something like that. I'm yeah. not going to haul that in, in a backpacking trip. I wonder if this is picking up my stomach growling. Ooh. That'd be fun, huh? I can't hear it currently. It just growled while I was talking. Oh. I felt it. <laughs> but I didn't hear it. So anyway, what was I saying? Yeah. Uh, car camping. <laughs> so, so I'm a big fan of driving to a place that has trailheads and then mm-hmm. going and doing a day hike and then driving the car a short distance away to find a place to set up camp. At a, that's what I did last weekend. At a campsite or it's because last week. Preferably not. Okay. I'm not a big fan of campgrounds. Yes. Because this is going to make me sound terrible. There are other people there. Nope. That- I'm I am with you 100%. I I love that families get out and enjoy nature and they're they're heroes for their children getting them out there and exposing them to all this stuff. Yeah, for sure. I don't want to be around them. Yeah. Uh, also for sure. Yeah. Like I um I'm not an I was not an outdoorsy kid and uh we never went camping although we did do two RV trips in my youth. So I really enjoyed those times. I was in Alaska was one time and um, it was around the second summer. It was like Montana and all around yonder. And it was wonderful. That was the most outdoorsy thing. So when I see kids, like little kids who are like pumping water and scampering around, just fearlessly getting into nature, I'm, I'm, I'm like, that's so beautiful and wonderful, but could you like be really quiet though? Cause I want to read my book, but have a great time and learn and be enriched, but like, shh, at the same time. <laughs> um, so I also sound like a terrible person, <laughs> but we're, you know what? We all like camping okay. for different reasons. I think, I think if we're, if you and I are terrible for the same reason, <laughs> it makes it not terrible. <laughs> and it's not like I'm. It's not like we're mad. We just no, no. I mean, there are things that I that I get sort of curmudgeonly about when I'm when I'm out in the wilderness. Um, I loathe people that bring speakers onto the trail with them. Oh, I did not drive 
all this way to go and, and like no. hear birds and stuff and your crappy R&B. No, that's why nope. the Lord invented headphones. Yes. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, <Yeah>. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so like I, I'm, I'm with you there. Yeah. I get pretty crabby. Oh, we're headed towards Bummertown, but we'll steer back out in a moment. Um, I get crabby when people don't pack it out. Yeah. That, well, that. Okay. I have an idea. What's Inst- that? In- instead of bummer town, we can use this as an opportunity to say, hey, everybody, pack your trash. Pack it out. You yeah, bring it pack in. Pack it in, pack it out. Pack it out. And go ahead and splurge. Pick, pick up somebody else's stuff that mm-hmm. they didn't catch. Because, um, uh, yeah, that's a nice opportunity to make the environment beautiful for yourself and for uh, the people coming up behind you. See what we did there? We turned that into a really pleasant PSA. Hey! Good job. Good job. I'm afraid to yeah. high-five. and it, because Here, let's see what it sounds like. That may have been picked up. I that don't may, know. Maybe. I don't know. Are we still recording? That's good. What recording. if we hadn't been recording? Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. That would have been tragic. Well, it's a good thing that we're reading off these scripts. <laughs> This is for sure scripted. Yeah. What time did we get started, do you think? 22 minutes ago. Oh my gosh, are you timing us? No, but it is. Oh. Oh my <laughs> gosh, this is going by so fast. We're learning so much about this uh, software, everybody. Yeah. To, the, the recording software. I see it says 2249. I do see that. Yep. I do see that. Look at you reading numbers <clears throat> like, like a big That's what fancy I do for a living. Dr. Man. You, yes. Yeah. Read numbers. I read numbers. And uh, I plot those numbers in a way that hopefully makes sense. That predicts maybe future numbers? Yep. Maybe. Or verifies a thing or does not. (laughs) That's the scientific method in a nutshell right there. Well, I think that was a a Mythbusters thing. The only difference between messing around and science is writing it down. Yeah, I think that's... uh, I think that's sort of true. Um, <laughs> you mean you don't want me to? Well, you usually have uh, an idea of what you're going to do. Yeah. Before you go and start messing around and writing it down. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, I'm just going to blow stuff up. But if you do it like a lot with writing, then it's science. That's what I tell myself. That's Carl Sagan, right? You just quoted Carl Sagan. For sure. Yeah. Yep. Carl Sagan. Oh, what? what? <laughs> Turtleneck. <laughs> He's going to be my next guest. Carl Sagan, he's the been ghost really of Carl hard. Sagan. He's been really hard to get a hold of. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, oh no. no. Let's what? talk about something else. Okay. <laughs> um, so where where did you go camping recently? Where the place you went? We went to the... I'm still on the camping thing. Is that okay? Yes, of course. I, I wasn't w- sure if we wanted to break this up into like no. 20 minute chunks of... Nope. It can be... Uh, yeah, though, this this journey... Maybe someday, as we as I figure this out and get comfortable with uh, talking in this scenario, which I'm already beginning to feel a lot more comfortable, um, maybe there'll be like segment chunks. But um, no, this is a part of my also another thing I'm doing is called Operation Do Anything. So even if um, this is not the perfect way to have this episode, we're still accomplishing. <laughs> We're still accomplishing something. Kevin. Trying to be so quiet. He's trying to be so quiet with his water bottle. And you can leave the lid off if you want. 
Don't tell so, me, don't tell me my lid business. <laughs> so that way, it is kind of spidery down here. So I just constantly worry about spiders falling into things, um, <laughs> just because it happens so much. Um, Any hoozle, <laughs> Operation Do Anything. Yeah, let's. We're having a nice time talking about nice things. So Perfect. I think we're still on. We're still on Perfect. message. Yep, we're, we're still doing, on brand. We're doing great. So P Funk and I went camping. Um, P Funk is my husband, Patrick. And I don't know why I'm do- saying stuff like that because the only people going to listen to this first episode are for sure my mom and my cousin yeah. Cindy. I'm going to get everybody I know to listen. To oh, this. you are? Yeah. Good. That's like more people then. Yeah. Good. All right. So P Funk is my husband, Patrick. And I had also never really been into camping until I moved here um, almost three years ago. Exactly. Actually. The Washington State effect. I yes. Think. Yeah. How about that? It's. Oh, yeah. And. Well, we also moved from Florida, uh, which <laughs> has a lot to do with it, because Florida is very swampy and hot and cockroachy. But those aren't nice, so we're going to move on by. Um, but we just went to the Northern Cascades. We went to Diablo Lake. And we went to a... I thought I'd be brave. So we went to a hike-in spot. or um, you cannot, So you can't drive up. So it's essentially still car camping. But yeah. your car is... Not real convenient. Yeah, a, a walk-in tent site. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was beautiful. A deer, a deer just like wandered up as I was making breakfast. It was so close. It got so close, in fact, that I got nervous. I'm like, Patrick, do deer attack? All of a sudden, I forgot if deer ever mess people up. <laughs> will, will, will a deer mess me up for eggs? <laughs> I don't know. Is this know. deer going to steal my omelet? Yeah. yeah. It's, I don't know what this deer's intention is, but it just came around a tree and it just ate some leaves and then it pieced out and it was beautiful. And then it rained for <laughs> three days in a row. So so you got, <laughs> was the deer side-eyeing you? And... Yeah, a little yeah. bit. In this case, that deer was me and I was the kid running around being loud. The deer was like, you know what? I just wanted to have a quiet weekend, and here you are, talking. Were there lots of other eggs. people there? No, because it rained. Because they saw the forecast. Because <laughs> it was... <laughs> they, they looked at the forecast. They're like, no, this sounds terrible. Yeah. No one should do this. Um, that's some, Sometimes that's the best time to go. It was awesome. Yeah. We did a three-nighter, and, and so that third night was... I think that was like enough. That was as hardcore as I can get at right now. I saw your um, your tarp set up. Oh, I was thank very impressed you. with your tarp origami. Thank you. That means so much to me. Yeah. You guys, Kevin is quite the clever um, builder, architect. They call engineer. me Johnny Tarps. <laughs> that's, oh. my, that's my real name. Johnny Tarps. Do- Dr. Johnny Tarps. Yep. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it, it, yeah, everything was uh, angled correctly so that your runoff wouldn't be going right into your lap. Thank you. Good job. Uh, that was Patrick roping up the tarp on trees, and then I whittled some sticks that I found in the woods and as a propping up sticks. And Did you have stakes to stake the guy lines out, or did you make no, those too? No, we, we, oh, no, we did have... Uh, some friends of ours joined us, and they'd had they had stakes. Oh, okay. Uh, which was which was pretty handy. Yeah. Because it was. I love the creative problem solving. 
I think that's so fun. Are you are you familiar with did and stop me if I've told you about this or don't we don't, can talk about it. We can it. talk about it. Um with the the term bushcraft. <laughs> I knew that would draw a giggle. <laughs> I knew I'd get a giggle. No, please tell me so, about bushcraft. So bushcrafting is uh, is alternately known as as wilderness skills or primitive skills. Okay. Where that's exactly what you're doing. If you if you head out with minimal stuff, uh-huh. you have to know how to make the things that you'll need to solve those problems from scratch. Oh. So if you if you go out with like a knife and a fire steel and a wool blanket, can uh-huh. you make all the the other stuff? That's this is that's a really hardcore example. Yeah. Um, but I got super into this maybe four years ago. And uh, I just started, I went down a rabbit hole on, uh, on YouTube, watching all of these, these uh, bushcrafting wilderness skills people. And it's super handy just for like car camping. Yeah. Like, these are the knots that you should know. Uh, this is how to sharpen a knife safely. This is how to process firewood and get a fire going no matter what in the rain. Those are that all kind of things. Stuff. Those are all things that like would really be, it would make your general camping experience better. So I got I, I'm super into and all that stuff and uh, Ooh. yeah and then I started then I started um, uh, uh, buying gear and that can get pricey. Oh, I love REI. Yeah, I have so the the flagship store is here in Seattle, and they have there's a hiking trail or like a biking trail so you can take out a mountain bike and, <laughs> and practice with it. They have a fake boulder, you know, where you can hike around in your new boots to see if like your toes will pinch on your way down. And yeah, it's just I I just you scamper and run around and look at wool socks and gosh, who, I love it. Who there. was it that said um, this is a uh, another another improviser? Was it I'm trying to remember? Chris Allen said this um, adventure is always just a thousand dollars away. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I think of him every time I go in there because that store. If you notice how it's laid out, when you walk in there, you're like, I need this, mm-hmm. and of course, if I need that, I need that as well. Well, because if you have that without that, without that, then thing, does it even work? Yeah, color coordinated, and <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it's so easy to to go in there, and uh, it's like a casino. Yes, you know they even have food yeah. up at the top where you can get you can get stuff. They and... don't they don't want you to leave until you're properly outfitted <laughs> for for going to Discovery Park. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, I have a cooler, but do I have this metal cooler? The for Yeti five hundred dollars. That that's is yeah. it a is a Yeti. I mean, I know that I know you're, you're, you're a about. Yeti salesman. Um, and Yeti is not just a, a, a snow monster, but it's also a cooler and ver- other stuff they make. Um, I've always wondered, I'm like, is that bear proof? This episode brought to you by Yeti Coolers. Oh my God, if I could get a sponsorship from Yeti. You should do, you should do what Dan <laughs> Harmon does on his show and just start like, just, just pretend that they sponsor you. Okay. <laughs> uh, thank you, Yeti, for, but I need to know if your box is bear proof. Because that's something I'm always curious about. Yeah. Because I just afraid of bears and things. 
Ooh, what was I going to say? Uh, 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 Nope, it's gone. Out of my head. Goodbye. REI. Expensive. REI. Expensive. Really expensive. Inside. But everyone's really knowledgeable. And they have a ranger station in the thing. Mm-hmm. In the flagship store. They have a ranger station. So you can talk to rangers. Do you know that's another part I love about camping? That guy's super cool, too. He's uh, he, the, the, the ranger. That, yeah. The, like the one dude with the uh, awesome facial hair. Um... Boy, that's not narrowing it down. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is Seattle. Um, yeah, he's just a really nice guy and, and is very knowledgeable and helpful. Nice. Um, I, 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 I forget his name. I probably have spoken to him. Um, I am afraid of most things, but I also really like a lot of things. But for instance, I'm terrified of bugs and spiders and and things like that, but I really enjoy camping, even though I'm still scared of bugs and spiders and things touching me that I don't want to touch me, like, and then bears and, and things. So, um, I love talking to the rangers because they, I don't know, I feel like there are, are teachers in the woods. I'm like, I feel mm -hmm. safe if there's a ranger around. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, oh good, I have a resource who knows about X, Y, and Z that I don't know about yet. And, um, uh, I, I, I love this. I just like rangers. And they're always so passionate and earnest and really interested in helping you embrace nature. And they're like, oh, they've always got a great suggestion of this trail or that site. Or, you know, when we went on the rainy weekend, they're like, yo, it's 70 degree or 70% <laughs> chance of rain. And they're like, yeah. It's like, you know what? That means there's 30% chance they're wrong and that you'll have a dry time and you'll be great. Always look on, on the bright side of life. Uh-uh. 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 And no more because I don't have the licensing right to... Oh, right. Because this is going to be huge. Yeah. And <clears throat> the remaining yep. members of Monty Python are going to come after you. Yep. Yep. Oh, I would be honored. <laughs> if, they, if you were served papers... <laughs> In like in like a really clever Monty Python ish way, yeah. like a like you open your door and there's a dead parrot with a yeah. oh no cease and desist letter <laughs> in its mouth. Uh, I would be honored. That actually, that I'm gonna make that a new life goal. That's my <laughs> new goal in life is to get that done. Well, keep it up. Keep singing them songs. <laughs> and John Cleese himself will ring your doorbell. <gasps> Do you think so? Uh, sure. If. You have a moment. I highly recommend getting reading the book or listening to the audiobook of John Cleese's book. Um, so, anyways, hilarious, adorable. He cracks himself up as he reads his own book, which <laughs> is hilarious. He's and a treasure. He is. He is a treasure. But we're talking about camping. We're talking about camping. Oh, I want to ask you if you have any like funny stories or things that happened or like. Have, do you ever go camping solo or do you usually go with groups? Yes, or, okay. I have I have gone camping solo. Um, and that's actually one of the reasons why I got so kind of interested in um, and all in learning all of this stuff from the YouTubes mm -hmm. and uh, and forums and things like that. Uh, I so watching that stuff is one thing. Getting out and practic practicing it is another thing and practice practicing it like by yourself. Is, yeah. And even other thing holy other thing does that make you scared no yeah a little bit at okay. first but I, I like when i the first time that i did it it was kind of weird i'm used to watching a campfire with other people yeah um 
but I just kind of sat there and I drank, sipped my whiskey and watched my campfire and uh, woke up the next morning and it was sunny and great and uh, very, I I actually slept in my car that night. Mm -hmm. I didn't sleep in my tent. Um, But yeah, I've been now twice. I've been twice by myself. And you've mentioned, because we talked about... um, Was any of that coherent? Yeah. Because in my mind it made sense, but... No, no, no. It made a lot of oh, sense. Good. No, no. I was. I wanted to ask you about the Adirondack shelter. Aren't there like? It, yeah. Because I, uh, le- ladies and gentlemen listening, and um, I I love yurts, and mm-hmm. so I love. I was looking for shelters because it was a colder time of year, it was like October, and I'm like, hey, Kevin, uh, what's an Adirondack? Should I stay in that? And you're like, no, no. don't. <laughs> no. no, 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 don't, don't do. Tell, so, please tell me why. Okay, so an Adirondack <laughs> shelter uh, refers to the style of the of the structure, and generally, an Adirondack shelter has three walls and a uh, a roof slanting from the open side uh-huh. down towards the back. That's an Adirondack shelter. So it almost looks so it's, like it's a like, it's a like wood a woodshed. Okay, yeah, it's like a woodshed that you sleep in. Um, <laughs> and some of them have. Uh, some of them are fancier than others, depending on who built it and how well it's maintained. Okay. Uh, some have picnic tables inside. Some oh. Some can, might might even have like a wood stove, wood burning stove. Oh, so they're rather large. They they are yeah they're designed to. Oh. Again, that de- that depends. Also, okay. Because an Adirondack shelter as a style, like mm-hmm. I can make one of those with my tarp tent. Yeah, yeah. Say, yeah. I have an Adirondack shelter style tarp set up right now that I'm going to sleep under. Yeah. Like right now? Like tonight? No. Oh, you mean like when you go camping? That's that's a thing that I would be saying if I were standing next to my Adirondack shelter style. And you were also there. I would say, hey, Sarah, look. (laughs) Misunderstood. I would say that. (laughs) If that were, yeah. If If that were the case. Okay. So an Adirondack shelter is, uh, yeah, it's it's very simple. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they're like, bunks in there that you can sleep in i i've slept in one okay and um how'd that go it went fine uh there were mice everywhere oh everywhere because so it was, was it like carpeting popular... then. so that's nice <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah it was a very popular uh camping spot it was out in it was my first backpacking trip ever okay and it was out in the uh quinault region which is north of Aberdeen. Uh, oh, I know kind where of Aberdeen south, is. South Olympic National Forest. Okay. Southern southern part of that. Nice. Yeah, uh, Lake Lake Quinault is out there, and we we hiked up to the Colonel Bob Peak, <laughs> and it's the the name of that wilderness area because you know, there are various wilderness areas that are named Alpine Lakes Wilderness, Wild Sky Wilderness. This was the Colonel Bob Wilderness. Colonel Bob Wilderness. Colonel Bob. Was it beautiful? I imagine it was. It was. It was absolutely stunning, and we uh, we went for three days, two nights. First night was in this Adirondack shelter that was built by the Civilian Conservation Corps oh. way back when. Oh, um, and it was really cool to be sleeping in a part of history. Yeah, yeah, and oh, with all the mice, with all of the <laughs> so mice, many mice. That was so many so mice. Many mice. Uh, and there was a, there was a, a pit toilet okay. that did not have, it wasn't, it wasn't in an enclosure. 
and it was just a ways down and kind of privately off uh, trail from this Adirondack shelter. So just like hidden a- out of view that and it looked down the valley that you just hiked up. Ooh. So in the morning, <laughs> in the morning, when you go to relieve yourself. Uh huh. You're sitting on this pit toilet like king or queen <laughs> of all that you survey. <laughs> you felt very, very regal on this thing. It, and it was great. Wow. And I had a picture of it somewhere. I have a picture of the toilet and the view from the toilet somewhere. I was going to say, real quick, we got to clarify what that picture is. Is it of you on the toilet? No, is it's it... just a picture of the scenery. Thank yeah. Okay, yeah. now I'm um, back on board again. Yeah. I, I... <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I love pictures of you, Kevin, and I love pictures of yep. nature. I don't necessarily want you to see you on a toilet. Yeah. Um, not, Do, not... Doing a, a glamour shot pose. <laughs> well, now if we, yeah, if we, if we dress it up and yeah. make it beautiful. Uh, that was a cool trip. That I enjoyed that. That sounds awesome. Yeah. You said you, you that was a backpacking one. That was so my first backpacking up. trip. Aww. Yeah. I, I've actually only done a couple. I would like to do more backpacking. Yeah. I would like to do more camping and hiking in general. Yeah. Um, which uh, I, I have been able to do more of now uh, since I was able to get a car. Mm-hmm. And that car takes me places. Yay! Yay! Yeah. I... Because I have a lot of friends when I first said that I was getting into camping, everyone's like, oh, she's gonna hate it. Because I, like I mentioned, I'm afraid of everything. Um, uh, I love hashtag Sarah Camps, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. That's one of my favorite things. Oh, that's very sweet. Thank you. Um, I, oh, man. Um, but now that I've gotten into it, but yeah, I was, a lot of people were like, oh, you know, this is why I don't like camping. I don't like it for this reason or that reason. And I guess I, I hope people give it a give it a shot because I definitely understand like you have a weekend off, especially for parents who have kids and just people who work a lot in general. Are just like you know what, I just want to sit and relax and not have to build my own fire. Yeah, I or dig to... my own latrine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sometimes that's not relaxing. I, I or like fun. doing those things. Yeah. Yep. Um, but. But gosh, I think it, I think we all benefit from scamping around outside and seeing a world that is absolutely that is bigger than ourselves. And uh, Patrick and I, we went hiking. Um, I'm a terrible hiker. I'm way out of shape, and I cry a lot. So, like, as I go, <laughs> <laughs> so as I hike, just, I've got that in mind. For when we go camping, yeah, because we go we're going camping together, yeah, uh, and and we're gonna do this hike. Yep, <laughs> it's gonna, gonna cry a lot. It's gonna be right. it's gonna be fine, and tears very rarely ever stop me from doing anything. They're mm-hmm. just I'm just having feelings out my eyeballs, and it's fine. <laughs> um, but like I, <laughs> uh, oh, where was I going with this? I like hiking. We went hiking, and it was fun. Oh yeah, yeah, um, and so. Uh, we were we were actually just hiking down Crystal Mountain um, up by uh, Mount Rainier National Park, mm-hmm. which is flipping gorgeous. It's pardon so my language. Yeah, it you just there's a volcano. It's like right there, and it's beautiful, and it's crisp, and it's amazing, and it makes me believe the universe is an a cornucopia of delight for all of us to share. And I also like, when I was hiking down the mountain, because we took the gondola up mm-hmm. and we were going to hike down. So there's only like a, 
I think a five mile hike down through, it was not long Yeah. <laughs> in my head. Um, but I realized I'm like, oh, this is kind of out of the, the trail was not really well marked. And there are places like, don't go this way and don't go that way. And for whatever reason, it made me feel comfortable and happy somehow. I'm like, wow, I could wander out into the woods and, and maybe be lost forever. I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in a way that there's still so much of this world that we haven't ruined yet. Yeah. And that is still... Yeah. Um, it's, bound, it's bountiful. It's bountiful and it's still... Like, it just... I just think that's amazing. It's almost... That's sort of like that awe I feel when I think about space exploration. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, it's infinite. This and, is why we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> I have these feelings as well. And it makes... I'm like, there's a there are things bigger than ourselves and it gives yeah. you a real sense of... There's... I can't remember. Oh, is it Ender's Game or is no, 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 no. It's um. Uh, Patrick mentioned it to me one time when I was talking this way, um, or is it Hitchhiker's Guide, where there's a, a, a punishment or an alien race or something that makes you realize how small and in- insignificant you are, and I'm like, oh, see, I think that sounds nice. I loved knowing that I'm just a little boot, just a little boot on this whole great big. On earth. a slightly bigger boot. On a slightly bigger yeah, boot. And then we're, they're all comprised of a lot of different boot boots. Mm-hmm. So that's I, the that's the technical term for it. <laughs> this is why I'm really good at talking, explaining what I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I find that that brings me peace and joy. And on the flip side, it also makes me scared because I'm like, oh, cool! If a bear ate me here, I'm not sure anyone would find me for a while. Yeah. But I don't focus on that. <laughs> I focus on the infinite yeah. nature of wonderment <laughs> there's there's a thrill to it and a, a thrill aspect to it as well which is it, it's you're having an adventure even if it's hiking a well-marked trail sure sometimes less well-marked trail um <clears throat> knowing that yeah you could you could step off trail and disappear no one would find you oh. but the things that you'd get to see and you'd have it all yourself <laughs> And no, you'd have no it kids. all to yourself. No kids, no families. You have it all to yourself. <laughs> when when I went on that October, I, was, kid, I, I should kid. I don't I shouldn't be so hard on kids and families. That's, that's no, that's I don't mean. I don't think you are. Oh please, kids, pe- Mike. I can guarantee my friends who have kids are like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, because I'm I'm looking forward I'm looking forward to uh, to doing some of this stuff with uh, with my nephews someday. Yeah, that would be cool. They live down in Tahoe, which is a it's another wilderness playground. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, I don't, I don't want to make it sound like I'm, like I I'm down on the family scene. I don't think you hate children. I, <laughs> oh, I never, okay. I never once thought that. I never thought about actually. Now that you mentioned nephews, I have four nephews and a niece, and I'm trying to think. Uh, they're Pennsylvania. in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yep, they're in Pennsylvania. Um, and I would love to share this with them. However. They are all very fast, and they are little juggernauts, all of them. My brother and I were the sleepiest children ever. We enjoyed reading and watching TV and watching more TV. Were you nappy knots? We were. <laughs> yes, we were. <laughs> we were napping knots. <laughs> Not juggernauts. So if I do take, if I ever get the kids to go camping with me, I can only take one at a time yeah. because I'd be too scared. So when, when, we, go, when we go hiking, <laughs> I am very... I'm a I'm a stop and smell. Thank God. Various things. Good. Um, probably not roses because they're not 
native to that nope, region. But, but there's lots of other beautiful things to smell. Yeah. So we're we're good. We're, yeah. We'll we'll go take I mean, our time. We'll have to budget time to get up there and back before it's dark. But you know, yeah, it'll it'll be fun. And I the the hike that we're doing has this great rating, and everybody is always saying you get this amazing view of Rainier yeah. from from the peak. Um, that's that trail. Is that the Mohawk? No, the Mo. Tolmy Peak. Tolmy Peak. Oh, Tolmy Peak what trail. was I looking at? I was making up and stuff. The, the nice thing is that it's the trailhead is right at uh, Mowich Lake. Yes. Where we're going to be camping. Yes. I, oh, gosh, I can't wait. That's also going to be like a walking our crap in. So it's sort of like backpacking-esque. Okay. Without overly committing to backpacking. Soft, soft backpacking. That's what apparently this summer, like my first summer was pretty much... Um, like camping, camping, car camping, mm -hmm. you know, like make it as comfortable and easy for Sarah because she's scared of everything that turns out I was super duper into it. And so last year we just booked a whole bunch of places. And now this year I'm dipping my toes into the backpacking arena. Cause mm -hmm. I, again, because I'm afraid of everything, I have the most comprehensive first aid kit, nay, <laughs> three first aid kits. I have one for the car, one for the tent, oh, and boy. one for my backpack. Oh, my goodness. Listen, guess who's never going to get diarrhea? This guy, right <laughs> one, here. One of, those, <laughs> one of those first aid kits is all anti-diarrhea medication. That's all it is. Yeah. And one Band-Aid. And one Band-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one's going to get blisters, sunburn, or diarrhea. Not on my watch. Not on my watch. Not on my watch. Uh, well, that's that's good. I I admire your enthusiasm. <laughs> um, you probably don't need th three first aid kits. Uh, potato, potato. I, I have one in my car. <laughs> I have one in my car and one that goes in my, my day pack when I yep. go hiking. So, yeah, well, I, the, I get it. The one that goes in the... Yeah, they, they all have, like, focuses. Like, one is basically, like, a toiletry thing that has, like, backup stuff. For are, are the listeners going to be like, why are they talking about... Do you, do you ever... I've just a couple times I've been pausing, thinking... Do people... Are people going to care about this? Are people going to care about this? Gosh, I have no idea. Okay. And I mean, because I'm having a good time. I'm having a lovely okay. time. Oh, all right. This well, is, that's I'm, all that matters, then. It, right? Because this goes back to my Operation Do Anything. Mm-hmm that it's better to at least try to do something mm -hmm. and in, in embrace a nice moment between friends. And if people don't care, then they don't care. <laughs> it's an ambitious operation that you have going, Oh, which is, which is good. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. I also, I just, I find that I love podcasts. I'm, I, I have a whole bunch that I listen to regularly and they're hilarious and they make me laugh. But they're all usually about super bummer subjects. Mm. Um, I love um, my favorite murder, which is about murder. Yeah. And yes. Uh, but what I really what I love about the podcast are the two hosts, the way they jibber jabber together. Hilarious. Yeah. I like how they communicate. I like hearing their stories just randomly. One of them will talk about this thing that happened to them in childhood. And I'm like, oh, I care about that. Why do I care about that? I don't know this person, blah, 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 blah. It's a glimpse into their uh, personality. And so I feel more connected to them. Yeah. So I thought maybe that would be, I could do a nice version of a jibber jabber show where we don't get political and we don't get 
stressed out and there's it's no... It's straight up jibber-jabber. Just straight up jibber-jabber yeah. for funsies this, this and for nice times. This happens to be uh, the camping edition. Yes. Yeah, I do yeah. plan on having, like, pseudo-themes, so that way it's not just... To- I mean, totally pointless. <laughs> not totally pointless. That uh, That's not the word I wanted. Well, no, I mean, I, I think it's great. <clears throat> you, bring, you bring on guests that... Uh, talk about a thing that they enjoy and then how how does that ever really go sideways right right i don't know i could talk at length about about preparing kindling (gasps) people don't know how important kindling is it is is so important (laughs) it is so important hold on everybody that was a statement everybody there is kindling is important because you think that because you can get the cheater fireballs, which is totally fine, which is what which which is what I'll do. Or you can sometimes. make your own. Or you can make your own. Um and wait, make your own fireballs? Yeah. Kevin just sat up. He's he's <laughs> got am, his professorial face on. I, I am I'm in repose. And we are gonna talk about making our own fireballs. Please, Dr. O'Malley. Well go no finish finish your uh no, the importance of kindling first. The kin- well, because um even if you have store bought wood that's been dried out and it's like ready to go it's still too bulky for the heat to get hot enough or for the for anything to catch hot enough to get the uh the the log going and then i like to cook with like you mentioned i like to do fancy cooking Mm -hmm. basically only for like the first two days and then everything kind of runs out and we eat out of the sack you Um, you cook over the coals oh yeah yeah yeah. i I cook over the or the fire that's so much fun yeah Yeah, over the fire yeah um but i have a um Kong. Cast iron. Cast iron. <laughs> <laughs> I was pretending to wave it in the air like yeah, a weapon. I got it. Uh, thank you, Kevin. Um, so I have a cast iron, but so the fire has to be really hot in yeah. order to get the, the pan hot enough to get the food hot enough and blah, 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 blah. But it all comes down to getting that fire hot enough and getting that fire going to begin with. Yeah. And if you don't have proper kindling to get enough heat, you won't. Breakfast takes longer, and then you'll get real crabby. So, yes. how do we make fireballs? That and and it's not not just the kindling, um, but the the different sizes of it. <gasps> yes. So so you graduate the, one one of the one of the uh, bushcrafting uh, channels that I subscribe to that I kind of got me going um, down that whole path is uh, Iowa Woodsman, and Iowa Woodsman makes a bunch of fires, and he's famous for saying, "You got your thumb size." You got your pencil size, you got your pencil lead size. If you've got those things, and also four times the prep, however much you have, Uh, it's not enough. Okay. So make four times as much as you think you're going to need, and then you're definitely not going to run out. Okay. So the reason why that is, is as you said, to increase the surface area to volume ratio so that it takes a flame better. And you can even make shavings. Uh, mm-hmm. That will catch a spark from a from a ferro rod, a ferrocerium rod, fire steel. Okay, I'm like a fire harrier rod. A fire <laughs> uh, Say I, the word again. When, when possible, ferrocerium rod. I try to make my fires with a ferrocerium rod, which is a fire steel. Fire because it's fun. I've I've seen. I could it. use a lighter. Not as fun. Not as fun. Yeah, you. It's a. You need a, a really sharp. Um, edge like the maybe the spine of your knife okay and uh, ferrocerium is an alloy is a special steel alloy that has cerium in it and uh, the small little bits that come off are pyrophoric 
which means that they ignite oh. spontaneously in air, and they're really hot, so they burn very, very hot. Oh. And if you have a properly prepared tinder, because kindling's one thing, but the tinder, like a, you know, dry, whatever, we'll, leaves, we'll get to that. what have yeah, you. Leaves. Leaves aren't actually uh, good because they don't, they don't burn. Oh, they're moist. Yeah. Well, they're, sorry. They're, Should I not said they're moist? They're moist. They're moist uh, and or they don't have enough um, energy content to, so like a Dorito to convert chip? into a flame. Like they'll smolder, uh-huh. but they won't. Oh, flame. They won't. Like, yeah. So, yeah, ferrocerium rod is, uh, is is for throwing sparks cool. into something, into a, maybe like a, a grass bundle or dried grass bundle or something like that. That's perfect for tinder. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Or uh, a homemade fireball. Tell me, that's, I really want to know about homemade fireballs. So those those things are great because they're usually small and they're lightweight. Mm-hmm. And if you have a little fire kit, it's easy to throw in in your fire kit. Just, you know, you should always have several different sources of sure fire. I have that in, in my various first aid kits are also various fire you starting. Have, you have sure fire. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, those can be stormproof matches. They can be, if you know what you're doing, it can be a fire steel and then you can just process something from, mm-hmm. from the, the heartwood of a log or whatever. Um, or you can have like wax, uh, wax impregnated jute twine is a thing that I like. Okay. Uh, jute twine is a natural fiber. It already comes soaked in, in, in kerosene. I think <laughs> if you smell it. Yeah. Because, so that, so that it doesn't, uh, rot. It oh, okay. keeps away, it keeps away the rot. And you can get jute twine at Joanne Fabrics. Really? Or a hardware store. You yeah. can go and buy jute. And then, uh, yeah, you melt down some candle wax and you soak it in there. And then you make a little coil, like a little, little snake. So the kerosene's already in the. Yeah, that's just how jute, co- that's just how it's, jute it's... arrives off the shelf. And um, how's that spelled? Oh my gosh, I sound like my dad. He always wants to know how everything's J-U-T-E. spelled. J U T E. J U T E. And then you add the wax yourself. Yep. You you cut a little length of it and you soak it in the wax and then you let it uh you let it firm up on what uh, have you? Aluminum foil, whatever. And then you can take the end of that and sort of twist it and, and the fibers will spread out mm-hmm. and that will take a spark. And then it burns like a candle, like a little mini candle. Yeah. And I tested one one time. It burned for like five minutes in the rain. Whoa! So it's pretty. It's pretty cool. It's handy. That is handy, because <laughs> I think I maybe did hear that. Okay, did it. I, Your tum tum. My tum tum growled. <laughs> That's okay. All this jute talks making me hungry. <laughs> Just fire. Yeah. Uh, one time I went camping. That's probably more than anyone ever wanted to know about jute twine. Disagree. Just a, because yep. what if one of our dear friends, our dear listeners, like you know what? I'm going to give this a try because it's fun. It really yeah, is fun. It is fun. I could point them to some resources. What's, what is the, um, the, the bushcrafter that you mentioned? Do you remember? Can there, you give them a shout out? There are three uh, that I really like. Um, Iowa Woodsman is one. IA Woodsman. Okay. Um, there is a gentleman by the name of Mike McQuilton in the UK. Okay. And his channel is MCQ Bushcraft. Nice. Really, really great channel. Very, very informative. It's like it's like going to school. He teaches. 
Oh. He teaches skill, wilderness skills to, to people. Cool. So, and he also has a podcast and, and, uh, or not a podcast, a, uh, YouTube channel. YouTube channel. And then, uh, another guy is, uh, Joe Robinette. Joe Robinette lives in Ontario. Mm-hmm. And super cool. You can, you know, you watch these things and you learn how to split wood properly. Nice. Process wood down correctly, build fires, keep them going. And keeping them going, again, you don't realize how hard these things are until you're kind of in charge of the fire. It's, and it's always, like, yeah. And you're almost at s'mores o'clock and you're like, s'mores, oh no. S'mores o'clock. Oh no. <laughs> and we're, the, the, the fire isn't right and oh. Um, so processing, getting that stuff right. And it makes you feel, I remember when I was, I was camping all by myself and I was, and the fire had almost gone completely out, but I needed it for s'mores o'clock. And I like, I got some more kindling and thing. And then I breathed on it and the fire like warmed and came to life. And I'm like, I am a God. <laughs> I felt so victorious. I felt empowered. And then I could have a s'more. It, I mean, what else do you need? Empowerment and s'mores. That's yeah. Th- that's that goes way back to to when we were talking about why do you like to camp? Yeah, it's not that you're conquering something; it's that you have like you've you've achieved something neat, and you're and you just feel a little bit closer to uh, to nature when you do that. Yeah, it's pretty 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 special. It is pretty special. I learned a thing. What's that? Recently, uh, from my friend with whom I went camping last You have weekend. other friends? I have other friends. Oh, my. Ugh. I go camping with other people. <laughs> you do? Yeah, I go camping with other people. Rude. Um, and uh, she she taught me a, uh, a method for getting a really tight stream of air to go into your coals and get the fire going. Oh, yeah? If you, if, if you just blow on it. Yeah. Um, you're getting a lot of moisture in there, mm-hmm. potentially. And also it's kind of going all over Dispersing. the place. Unless you get your face, your lips real close to fire. So you make a tiny little diamond with your, uh, the, your thumb and your forefinger. Okay. On, on both hands. And you smush them you together like they're kissing. Smush them together like they're kissy, kissy face. Okay. And then you blow through that really, really hard and it, <laughs> and it directs it into, into the microphone. Do you know what people love? That <laughs> they noise. They love hearing that on it. That's that's why they're tuning in. Yeah. <laughs> so try that the next time you're you're actually near a fire. <laughs> but not it's, like at a hotel kind of a or something. You, we like can't that'd have be weird. fires where we're going. No. Which, which is. That yeah. is. We'll be going to bed earlier, I guess. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, one of the rad parts about summers in Washington is the exact opposite of why it's a bummer to be here in the winters of Washington and that the sun doesn't set until like nine 30 or almost 10. Um, and so that's, so camping in the winter or in the summer is, is a lot nicer for that reason. Oh yeah. So that's, that's good. But yeah, I'm kind of bummed that we won't be able to do fires. However, lugging firewood is not my number one fave activity. Is that, is that what you would do when you kill camping? Or, or backpacking? Do you just find wood? I do. I do a little bit of both, depending on what is legal where I am. Right. So right. There's so so many rules. Yeah. Um. And and they're they're pretty simple rules. You know, if, if you are in national forest, mm-hmm. 
you're allowed to collect firewood. Okay. If you're in a state park, no. No. No, no. Don't do that. If you're in a national park. No, no. No, no collecting firewood. Okay. But if you're a national forest, you own that land. So oh. you you can, that and BLM and BLM land and all of these uh, public lands that are managed by the Department of the Interior, the the USDA. It's not just for steak. I was going to say, I'm like, the meat people yeah, was no, what no, I was just about people. to ask. Um <laughs> So they, yeah, they, they handle all the management of all the national forests and you can go primitive camping and wow. collect firewood. So you can go out with a saw and collect something that's dead. Like if you, if you want to cut down a dead tree, you can do mm-hmm. that. Um, but finding stuff that's on the ground is probably easier better for conservation. Unless not likely going to fall on you. So I, to thing. answer your question, I, yeah. I do, I do both. Okay. Um, I bring... I, I buy some bundles of firewood because that stuff is super seasoned and you can get a fire going with it very quickly. Yeah. And then I collect other wood too to, for fuel logs to keep it going. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, uh, going back to the, the rulesies, I didn't realize how much there was to, to know and be thoughtful. I'm like, oh, camping is camping, but sometimes you need permits or um placards mm-hmm. on your car and um to sign in for places so for anybody who's thinking about hey you know what i'm gonna give it a try um make sure you just double check things double check road conditions double check weather conditions um talk to the world's friendliest rangers in the world i guarantee they want to talk to you about things and offer you help also washington trails association.org yes wta.org yes they have an app Yep. Also, and you great can, app. You can download, which is nice because a lot of these things are obviously um, away from cell signal, which is part of the appeal of doing them in the first place. And you can download them so that way you have your map, you have your directions, and you have um, various uh, information that will that will keep you happy and informed, and and <laughs> safe too. Because there, I yes. I mean it's crazy when you go out to even just day hikes. Uh, up to like Lake 22 and people are in tennis shoes and there are feet of snow on the ground still. Yes. Like, you want to feel bad for them, but they didn't think. You gotta, you gotta be prepared. To, yeah. To some extent. Be, be prepared. Um, I would say, uh, what, if I had to tell people like what to really splurge on, I would say, because you know, camping is like you said, really expensive. What was it? Only a thousand dollars away? Freedom adventure. Uh, adventures. Adventures always only a thousand dollars away. <laughs> um, but I would say get yourself good, sturdy boots so to protect your ankle and to um, protect your feet. And for me, trekking poles yep. because I fall down advice. constantly, and they they really help make shore up your your safety because you don't want to take a spill whenever you're walking. Yeah, for they who can. Knows how they long. can. Take some getting used to walking with those. I, I hike with trekking poles, uh, specifically for when I'm descending. It's yes, descending is, is, is yeah, yeah, descending is the, it's the harder part for me. Can be, yep. Cause I, I take baby steps. Baby I scoot, steps. I scoot down a mountain like a, <laughs> like a baby goat. There's gonna be, there are gonna be tears and baby steps. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> but, I just cry on the way up and then zero I. Zero diarrhea. <laughs> When you go camping and hiking with me, there will be tears. There'll be good food, yep. a decent fire, 
more tears probably, uh, no diarrhea, and um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, so that's that's nice, right? People want to yeah. hear about. <laughs> I will say diarrhea one more time. Diarrhea. Okay. <laughs> We've reached our quota. This episode of Hi, I Think You're Nice is brought to you by Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> uh, my, my senior year of college, I was under so much stress. Um, actually, anytime I'm under a whole lot of stress, you'll just find like bottles of Pepto-Bismol in like purses and in oh, my no. car. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> but it's just like, oh, you, you all right? So I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm fine. <laughs> just... Upset tum tum stress. Is that is are they strategically placed or are they kind of like impulse buys? Like oh, I better get some Pepto. Uh, they're usually it was in my car a lot. I remember because that was like my home base. Yeah. Because you know when you're running around, sometimes you only have your car between gigs or whatever. Right. So um, anyway, I just remember just so much Pepto. I'm agreeing with you. I don't know what that's like. Oh no. No, I don't know. Gigging. Well, I mean, not even just gigging, but having, um. Oh, for, just generally being in your car a lot. Yeah, yeah. from running from like maybe your sure. day job to whatever. And um, I guess most of, I've never had, you're, you've had pretty normal people jobs for the most part, right? Um, like you were, def- you, were a te- you're, that. you were a professor. I, I did teach for a while. Yep. Um, at a collage? At, at various collages. Nice. Yeah, I taught I taught at uh, North Seattle College and Shoreline College and University of Washington. That's awesome. Where I, where I did my PhD. Oh, he's such a smarty pants. I met Kevin. Maybe I should have mentioned this like an hour ago, <laughs> but I met Kevin at an improv. <laughs> we show. don't know who we are to one another. That's like rule number <laughs> That's one rule of an improv. One. Yeah, who are we to one oh, another? Oh, establish the relationship. Yep, yep. Clearly, we are mostly strangers. <laughs> um, I just let him in here. And he seemed nice. <laughs> I showed up on the doorstep. <laughs> uh, they they liked the cut of my jib, and now here I am. And so I'm like, ah, come here. I want to talk about camping. You seem like you like to camp. Um, Got that camping air. Uh, but anyway, Kevin and I, we met in improv at a, at a show called Danger Games, mm-hmm. which was a really fun improv show. All about show. survival skills. Which was all about Kevin. <laughs> it was all about survival we were destined skills. destined to have this podcast episode. This was... Destined. In the stars. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Um, is there any last, I guess we should start to think about. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe wrapping up. I don't know. I think so. Are there any, what would you, what would you, what's like your favorite pro tip or like your favorite, like not a lot of people think about this, but I think it's nice. For, for camping? For camping or hiking or. Or any of that, not bushwhacking. What was it? Bushcraft. Bush, bushcraft. Bushcrafting. Yeah. Bushcrafting. Um. Well, I mean, we we've we've covered a lot of the little kind of bits of wisdom that I picked yeah. up along the way. Your pro um, tip. I would say. Ah, it's gonna sound so trite, but the 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 be prepared mm-hmm. for wherever you're going. Even if you, even if it's just like a, a walk in the park somewhere, yeah, bring the things that you think you might need, and it doesn't have to be super elaborate. Yeah, but those ten essentials, which are which have been turned into ten essential systems, and it's, it's evolved. Oh, um, the Mountaineers of Washington that have their home base over there in uh, Magnuson Park. 
The Mountaineers of Washington? Yeah, it's it's a thing. So yeah, it's a Washington Mountaineers. Cool. They, they write a book called Freedom of the Hills. Aww. And they they came up with this uh, ten essential system back in like the thirties. And so know what those things are. Okay. And bring them. Okay. If you especially if you're going on a day hike yeah. somewhere. Maybe not necessary if you're doing like Carkeek, but uh What's that? Carkeek Park is a Oh, like it's, in it's the just city? Like, it's just an in-city park. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but if you're going somewhere, you know, um, have first aid kit. Mm-hmm. Have, have some uh, knowledge, too. I mean, I, I know that I get downright nerdy about these things, but <laughs> you can go and you can learn how to tie a knot uh, every once in a while and go out and practice it. Yeah. Be prepared. It really is an essential skill. Um and that's, I think that's really great advice. Yeah. <laughs> With a flourish. With a flourish. He, uh, Kevin did a very fancy hand gesture dance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yay. Did I answer all your questions? Let's see. Did we hit all I, the I bullet to, points? Uh, well, by bullet points, I just wrote like camping must haves or nice to haves. Why you like camping lessons learned. Um, and pro tips. Any any lessons learned? Oh. Um, lessons learned. I've, I've gotten really good at, um, at reading about the places I'm going first. Okay. That's good. Uh, and that, that I, that's not really it. No. I got good at reading. Uh, <laughs> Me figure out how words go. Yeah, it's 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 good to know. It's good to know about where you're going and and think about what could you potentially run into. That's that's the thing. That's that's the biggest pro tip is is that's part of being prepared. It's not just the stuff you take with you, because if you take stuff with you and you're like, oh, I don't know if they're a bear out here or not. Yeah. Um. Then you can have all the gear you you want, and then you still be in trouble. <laughs> That hike down uh, Crystal Mountain. Know, know how to use your stuff. Yes. Don't just get the stuff to get the stuff. No, know, get the stuff. Know how to use know it. Know the stuff. Yeah. Be able to use the stuff. Yeah. Um, my, I, the similar lesson learned was when we went down that mountain, Crystal Mountain, it was kind of late. It took longer than we anticipated. We didn't have a, a flashlight. Mm. We didn't have our bear spray. I'm not sure it would have been would have been a problem anyway. Oh, Sarah, tisk tisk. No bear spray. No flashlight. No, no flashlight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because we were dumb and we're like, oh, it's this is a resort. People take the gondola up and they gondola down. So this is like a busy, bustling place. Surely there's going to be lots of people going down this hill. No, it was just us, just me and Patrick, um, and. Uh, so that lesson, because it all turned out beautifully and it was interesting and fun and very educational, uh, that's when I'm like, okay, download a map. Always have a flashlight. Always have a flashlight. doesn't matter. Like, I'm only going to be out for an hour. Things happen. Things you, happen. So you just be ready. You need to ask yourself the question, can I spend the night here? Oh. If you have to. That's yeah. a good question. That's, that's, that's a good question That's the thing. Answer. Can I spend the night here? Uh, do I have enough clothing to make it through... If, if the temperature drops overnight, can I make a fire? Can, like, well, will I make it uh, yeah. through a night here? And that's, yeah. So be prepared to uh, to spend the night anywhere you go. 
We we weren't ready. We had because water. hiking in the dark is dangerous and scary. Yeah, scary, scary, scary. Yeah. Um, but people braver and more knowledgeable, I guess. Well, who likes to walk at night? You don't get to see anything. I mean, night night hikes are cool, but like, not if you're lost and route finding <laughs> in the dark is really difficult. Oh gosh. Yeah. <clears throat> no, that sounds stressful. Is that something you've gone through yourself? Uh, I I did night hikes as part of like nature programs back okay. in Connecticut when I was younger, which were super fun. Um, but I've never I've never been forced to hike in the dark. <laughs> and I won't make you. Yeah, the tears are going to be <laughs> enough. I don't know if I can handle it. Tears in the dark. Uh, yeah, this Pod- is podcast title. Of this episode, Tears in the Dark. Tears in the Dark. No, <laughs> no this is happy things. This is nice. Nice people talking about nice things. Hap, Although hap, tears of joy in the dark. <laughs> like I said, the tears almost don't mean anything. Yeah. It's just I'm I'm out of shape and I'm I'm tired and so am I. I mean that's but that's why we go. That's why we go. Why we go. It doesn't fun. matter how slow you go. Um, a friend of mine, Tim. He's so he's very sweet. We you went, have other friends. I sh- I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, we, we went to Snow Lake. We hiked to Snow Lake and, uh, it was more challenging than anticipated. I knew it was going to be challenging. Yeah. Um, but it was a lot of switchbacks, a lot of switchbacks that were really steep and, and t- very exposed. Yes. Yeah. Super sunny. Uh, and it was actually what well, the temperature was okay, but it was just relentless for a while. Um, and Tim was like, yeah, I just stay in first gear. And I thought that was a really sweet way of saying slow as hell. Yeah. Because anyone who's tied with the Sarah t- team, you're coming in last. <laughs> you're com- I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing to apologize for. It's not from a lack of trying. <laughs> I also don't mind waiting. If I if I go up ahead, if I'm yeah out, out pacing, I'll sit there and look at flowers. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I did that the first time I did that Snow Lake hike. I didn't know that that hike was that difficult. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we're going to go hike Snow Lake. I didn't even look up where it was. We just, I just said, yes, I will, I would like to go hiking. And we all showed up and it was a really hot day in Ooh. August. Ooh. And luckily we had enough water. Yeah. But I got in that lake when I got to it. Yeah. 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 You earned that lake. You earned that lake. Yeah. yeah. That was a, that was a beautiful one. It was a bunch of people from Unexpected Productions went, and I'm like, yeah, I'll go too. And these girls are like, all right, let's go. I'm like, what? There's so there's a there's a set of stairs before you even get to the trail that killed me. I'm like, well, I almost died at the stairs, but it was beautiful and worth it. And there were tears, and um, but it was it was great. Yeah, it's all it's almost. Knock on wood, every time, every struggle, it's always been worth it. Totally because worth you it. you get to earn the thing. Because if you sure if you do pull over for a lookout lookout spot, <coughs> um like there's lots of beautiful places to drive and see things. But whenever you like are fortunate enough to, to, to be able to walk it yourself and get yourself somewhere more remote. We yeah. didn't even talk uh, we're we're running out of time. We get to, <gasps> we to talk about? about my favorite book. Uh, <gasps> What's your favorite that, book? That I recently got um, what? Uh, it's called Washington Wild Roads, and 
It's 80 scenic drives <gasps> at different places in the state. And they are not only pretty, nice drives, and they go up forest roads, but they can take you to places that have trailheads and campgrounds and things. Um. Yeah. That sounds so amazing. It's the best. What, what, one more it's time? It's best. called? Washington Wild Roads. Washington Wild Roads. He's, he's now trying to use the, the force to move his bag closer. You can just get your, oh shoot! <laughs> Don't worry, everything didn't fall all the way down. <laughs> I think I have it in here. I do. There it is. <gasps> Look at that! Washington Wild Roads. 80 scenic drives to camping, hiking trails, and adventures. Oh, good. And the UC Oxford comma. Yeah. So that's how you know it's good. Yes. Ooh. And, and he, the guy, the author has a fun name. Seabury Blair Jr.? Seabury or Seabury? Yeah. So I don't know. I've, I haven't met him. Seabury. <laughs> no? But I the, only buy books by people I know. The, the foreword in that, the dedication is very touching. He dedicates the book to his Subaru. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. Oh, this I, book I, is, I want to meet this guy. This book is dedicated to my trusty 1979 Subaru, the first vehicle that carried me thousands of bumpy miles on wild roads. That's what I like to do now that I have a car. Yeah. Is is go and, and do these drives and go camping and stuff like that. Yeah. Sometimes by myself, sometimes with people. Yeah. Oh, I want to touch on that just super quick. I know yeah. it's going to be forever. Um, I I like to camp with others, um, but when I went camping alone, people were like, what's wrong? Are you, are you going alone? And are you, what's, are you okay? Are you sad? I'm like, no, I just am really looking forward to that stillness and being the master of my own destiny so that mm -hmm. way i don't have to work for, i'm being really selfish i don't want to worry about anybody else but me but that's kind of i mean that's fair yeah. but kind of just to have a few days where you're just sort of quiet and taking a break it's okay to press pause and to be alone and totally. that's okay yeah so I, I spent i spent all of memorial day weekend cruising around Eastern Washington nice. by myself. It's great. Nice. Time oh. to reflect. Look at the pretty sights. I, do, I find car thinking. I do a lot of... That's a good place for thinking. Car thinking. Car thinking. Car talking. Is like another good place to... Yeah. 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 Have you had a nice time, Kevin? I've had a lovely time, I've Sarah. I've also had a lovely time. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you for being podcast. my very first guest. My your very first nice person. <laughs> my very first nice person. And I mean I'm I Thanks would love for thinking to I'm nice. I do think you're nice. I think you're very nice. I think you're very smart and I think you're very talented and I think you're great. And that's why you're here. Yay. Yay. And I'm sure you'll if you'd like to come back and we can I talk would, about I would love other to come things cuz we didn't sure. even get into uh Chemistry, which I also find extremely fascinating. Oh, yeah. Science is a whole other uh, episode. Right? Because yep. science is great. Listen, listeners. We're gonna... <laughs> science is great, guys. <laughs> well, I, this podcast is going to talk about just about everything. Um, just things that are nice and interesting, and I hope that eventually people are interested and want to talk about the interesting things they are passionate about and love to talk about and love to share and maybe offer more nice things for more nice people to encourage more niceness for nice nicety 
Yay! Yay! Sunshine, unicorn, rainbows! Mm, terrific. <laughs> okay, I guess we'll stop recording now. You're not going to end on a song? <laughs> Somewhere down the line. <laughs> yeah. There'll definitely be a song, for sure. I say I, that, I but I... I look forward to hearing it. Okay, me too! In the meantime, I'm going to make an arm fart noise. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night!